Welcome to Tiny Town Library. Thanks for joining us. We're coming to you straight out of the library with town news, community updates, book recommendations, and an interview with a local person of interest who's already here, but don't don't say who I it is yet. I won't say. All right, my name's Bonnie, and I am the director of the Dalen Memorial Library, and with me today is Joanne, our children's program director. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Um, it's a bit chilly out. I know. I love your sweater. Thank you. And Amy, our interlibrary loan specialist, is here. Hi, everybody. Your sweater's good, too. Thank you. Nice it's sweater season. It it's going to be sweater. one degree on Saturday. Mm. Bitter, bitter cold We've compared. we I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amy was in New York yesterday. How hot was that? It was 54 degrees. In That's New York City. wrong. No coats needed. It was beautiful. That is incredible for the end of January, right? Oh, did you see the dandelion? Who are you? Just Hang on a second. I got to <laughs> This mystery voice coming across. Who is our guest today? Maybe we should say. Let's just say. All right. Um, our theme of the podcast is love thy neighbor. That's right. And I know you said it was biblical, but it just is, I think, a good theme for this month because it's going to be very important in the month of February, as it always is. To remember that our neighbors, we love them, That's right? right. Mm -hmm. That's and right. Um, it can be an upsetting month as we're going into town meeting. And we always say, love your library or love where you live. But I'm going to say, love thy neighbor. Mm -hmm. So we have invited our neighbor here today, Leslie Haas from the post office. Hello, Welcome. Pleasure to be here. She is our neighbor library to post office, right? Because mm -hmm. she's just kitty corner. And we might even be closer neighbors pretty soon. <laughs> if that new library gets voted through, yeah. I'm going to be looking down at you and you're going to be looking up at me. And we're just going to wave every day at yeah. work. We can yeah. have lunch together. We can meet in the middle. That'd be fun. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Okay, and then you guys are literally neighbors. Right. Joanne and Leslie yes. live exactly next door to each other. That's Almost right. a shared driveway. Yes. Because I is. have yeah. parked in your driveway <laughs> and I've blocked you. So yes. my apologies. <laughs> right. right. I say I'm going to stop for a minute and then I'm in there for a little bit longer and I'm like, oh, I hope the hosses didn't want to get out of their driveway. I know they've parked in their driveway. Just at the end, how you kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I just whip in and block the whole thing. So. <laughs> I'm going to work on that. Okay. I'm going to work on that. So usually we um, talk about town news first and Amy gives book recommendations and then we have our interview. But we're going to open with you today because okay. what time do you have to be back at work? Two. Two. Oh, all right. Let's start. Here's my first question before Joanne starts. Everyone wants to know why the post office closes at noon and then reopens at two. What happens between 12 and two? Well, Are you having a two-hour lunch and a nap? <laughs> no. That's what they think. I'm like, that's not yeah, true. No. no, the reason we do it is we're one of the post, uh, the only post offices in the area that open the window at 730. Oh. So people that want to come in and mail packages or drop off prepaid packages or whatever can, can come at 730 and we're open. Do you like having a break? I day? do, especially because I live so close. It makes it very convenient. So you go home and have your lunch. I do. Go for yeah. a walk. See your family. Yeah. Tiny town. Prep for dinner, do laundry, whatever you want. I can't tell you the number of times I've been here in the library wanting to go down to the post office and even walk all the way there before I real all the way there before I realize <laughs> a stone oh throw. it's break time yeah. yeah I do the same thing or I look at the clock and I say hurry you have to get there and I say might as well wait till two yep. might as well wait till two <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good old-fashioned rule right yeah, but it's, all, it's always been there and you know most post offices have like an hour break 
but um, they don't open till nine o'clock. Like Hollis, for example. The All right, now the world knows. So you That's open at right. seven thirty. Seven thirty on Saturdays. It's eight. Uh huh. At seven thirty. Yep, Monday through Friday. I'm start doing my delivers earlier. Early. <laughs> All right. Well, Joanne's really in charge of your interview, so I'm going to let her okay. go with the questions. That was the burning question. Right. Right. This is the question that we always start with. We would like to know how you landed in Mount Vernon. Well, we used to. We, I always loved the town, and we used to drive through. It was a, a nice little shop up in New Boston, and we'd drive through. And I'd say, I, I'd love to live in one of these houses someday. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we actually lived in the Jones Farm in Milford, which is now where Market Basket is. Mm. Oh. And it was being sold to the Demoulas people. And so we started looking at homes, and we went to several homes. We looked at homes in New Boston, in Francistown, in Temple, and then the Conan property came up. Our realtor brought us up here, and I had specifics that I wanted, fireplaces in the bedroom, a big backyard for kids, and it hit all those marks. I wasn't thinking about all the other things that come along. (laughs) 150-plus-year-old house. Um, but anyway, so we we landed there, and and we've been there for thirty five years. Thirty five years. Um, That's a long so time. So you say fireplace in every room? Does the, that mean they work, or have the you? The fireplace in our bedroom works, and the fireplace in Dana's bedroom works. Wow. Um, nice. And then there's a fireplace in the living room, which I only use small little logs that burn for a short time, mm-hmm. and then we have a wood stove. Awesome. Um, William Conant's portrait is behind you. Was he the former Conant who lived in your house? There's lots of Williams, I guess. I'm sure he probably was Mm -hmm. um, because we are the first non-Conant family to live in that home. Awesome. Wow. Um, He was the lawyer who advised Sophia Dalen to give money for a public library. So look at you in a royalty home (laughs) with a positive influence. (laughs) Um, our good friend Earl just stepped in. We're recording Hi, the podcast, Earl. I know you don't like to be on it, but welcome. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Maybe he'll be a guest one day. Maybe. Oh, and here comes another. Oh, my oh. gosh. It's Celebrity Day. It's always. Here the chair Earl. of the cemetery trustees here. Always. This would make an interesting discussion. Um, Lou, you've been on the podcast, but we are recording Leslie as our postmistress today. So help yourself to coffee wow. and cookies. <laughs> I know. I know it. Uh, She's our neighbor, so we're interviewing her as the neighbor. That's right. We were just hearing about the story of your house, and so. Oh, go ahead. What do you need? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Help yourself. Coffee and cookies, right? Oh, did we ask her if her house has a name? Does your house have a name? Was my next question? Burning question. Known as the Conant House. The Conant House. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, And do you know any story about the house? Like I know. I know that, so my house is next door to yours, and I know that my porch apparently used to belong to your house. Yes. <laughs> what? That is so neighborly of you to share. <laughs> yes, I think the Conants owned both of the homes at some point, I think, oh. but I'm not 100% sure. But I don't really, there's no real historical stories that I know about the home, but I do know that um, Madeline Conan, who was Jane's mother, Jane's the woman we bought the house from, her mm-hmm. daughter. Um, used to consume some fun beverages and <laughs> play piano. And, <laughs> so and it's a good party. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, 
Really? She played the piano? She played the grand piano. And Elaine Von Weber told me stories. And Phoebe Flurry told me stories. And You know all the stories. A lot of good stories. You should write a book. I, uh, yeah, I you're can't verify on? the facts. I heard about Jane and the church. Oh, tower, facts. Who needs it? Change the names for the protection of reputation. <laughs> well, I have to say, you were at my house during the Christmas holidays, and you were spilling some tea about some names. Some Couple of cocktails. And I thought, wow, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, that's but that's what happens yeah. when you've been here 35 years. Right. Yeah, Very you good. know a lot about a lot of different things. But. Oh, that's so funny. That's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. So, um, so about your house, do you love your new kitchen? I do. Love that it. was a long remodel. Is it finally finished? Yes. Oh, yay! Yes, the kitchen is finished. I should have brought my phone in, but I didn't. It's but. so beautiful. I had remember that your kitchen was very much a galley kitchen, yeah. and you are such a wonderful cook. That I always thought, oh, I bet that was a little. I mean, I managed. And when you were asking me about the thing, I couldn't hear you asking me on the phone. (laughs) Oh, right. That's probably one of them, being able to manage in that kitchen that Uh things coming out with. But now I don't have to worry about that. It's still a galley, but it's open now. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I sit there every day and have my coffee, and it just seems it's it's made the house seem bigger and it's brighter and. But it doesn't look like new. Like it doesn't look like it doesn't belong. It looks like it's no. been there forever. Mm, so nice. that's a compliment to your choices and your installer. Nice. It's be- it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Your whole house is beautiful. I yeah. love it, and I love we'll being your neighbor. <laughs> I know. Get we'll on it. Yes. Get on it. All right. I have a question. Okay. Would you like to tell us a little bit about your job? As well, we call you the postmistress. Say they really don't. Dis- they don't. I mean, I'm called a. a, a a part-time flexible clerk because technically that's boring. I like I definitely like that. Romanticizing going on nine years actually this next month. Congratulations! And mm-hmm. um, and it's been very fun. And it was just a kind of fluke. I'd gotten to know Lucy, who was the um, the intimate postmaster, if you will. She was really an OIC officer in charge. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I had been a caregiver and my client had passed away and I was looking for a job and I'd been looking everywhere and just couldn't find anything. I, I missed the niche between, I, I was computer savvy but not to the point that I could, you know, go right out and be someone's legal secretary or something. So um, Lucy said, well, you know, they're hiring here and there were three people that applied for the job. and. I fit the bill, and mm-hmm. I've never known you not to be there. So, like, that's a surprise <laughs> to me. I like yeah. I moved here in two thousand six, and I think you were there. So, and it's a perfect. I mean, it's a it's, perfect commute. Right. Well, that's the thing. I can, you know, that postal, you know, through sleep, <laughs> you know, no, yeah, is that true? I can. I've actually walked, and <laughs> when we had so much snow that I couldn't get out of the driveway. Me too. Because the yep. post office just doesn't close, even when we lose power, like we did the other day. Oh, for you two just days. don't. Wow. I, hope they, I mean, unless they know. make a national, you know, they say don't go in. Because it's a national institution. It's, it's a, well, it's, it's federal, federal when they kind of want us to be. But, yeah, no, Jim was there. I actually worked, worked. I went in Monday, mm-hmm. and I got there first, and I saw there was no power. And 
Then Jim came in, and so we stayed for He was in the dark lobby. I came in to pick up the mail. I said, what's happening? He's like, we have no power, but the library had power. So, But he said, I have to stay. So yeah, he just had the door stay. open. So he wow. sent me home. He said, there's no sense both of us sitting here. We can't do anything. So he was texting me, and I was, you know, contacting Eversource and letting them know that the post office was without and talking to Milford um, to let them know that there was no power and that the, mm-hmm. our driver would have to unload, not at the dock, but at the end of the ramp because the garage doesn't, I mean, it would, but it's <clears throat> very complicated to try and get that heavy, heavy garage door open manually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tuesday, I ended up going to work in Danville at my old boss Lucy's um, post office, and Jim was there by himself, and it was cold. Mm-hmm. But, you, you know, you don't have running water, you know. <laughs> um, they can no never heat. take you away and transfer you, can they? No. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. I got I attached like, to Lucy, and then she was gone. Yeah. And, like, no offense, but, like, they shouldn't move you. <laughs> Keep you here. <laughs> you are our post. Well, she wanted to be a, a postmaster, and she was an OIC. Yeah. So when they put out for jobs, the new job she has is about the same distance driving. Mm-hmm. And so for her, it was... It was to move, move up the la- up the ladder, right? And she didn't have any connection to Mount Vernon, but that's my post office. Good, it's your post office. Yeah, well, well, it's not <laughs> well, but they can't. We don't want to mean new postmaster who doesn't let us put things up. <laughs> I know it's good. Okay, well, we're glad you're there. Um, so you've been here for thirty-five years, and I know you from. Wilton, Wilton, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you think has changed the most about Mount Vernon in the time that you've lived here? Hmm. Well, I've certainly gotten to know a lot more people since working at the post office because um, even when my children were in kindergarten, I was a little bit older than a lot of the moms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we were in a different kind of circle. Um, but... Uh, I mean, the library, I'm going to give you guys a, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a much improved and, and very um, energetic, you just, you just love everything about you guys. I mean, really, you, oh, thanks. Thank you, you put Leslie. in 150%. Um, but I mean... You see people change. Um, Were you here when McCullum Building was the school, and then like the like the Village School expanded? No, I wasn't here for the podcast time. When the McCollum School was a school, I wasn't here that. Oh, long you weren't ago. for them. Mm-hmm. No, but I actually have a bench from the McCollum School. You do. I do. Oh yeah, you're an antique person. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, that's her passion. Yeah, I bought it from Frank Tower, who used to work for the town, and he was there and when they were clearing it out, I guess, and he purchased it from the, the town, and and then he couldn't decide which child to give it to, and I said, well, you can't decide. <laughs> Pick me. You're I'll like take him. <laughs> so that black bench that's in my. And it used to have name. We haven't yeah, painted it. Yeah, you should put it, like something on the back. But um, somewhere there were letters or initials or something. I remember. And I haven't touched it. It's the way it was when it came. So I don't know. Frank might have painted over it before mm-hmm. he gave it to me. But neat. That's pretty cool. Now it's we have an audience. We have a live audience. Uh, now. These are all our favorite people <laughs> who are having <laughs> coffee. This is like the drowning and um, it is. at the public library. I yeah. know. Now I, we've got an app and like your it, dog is <laughs> here too. Fine. That's funny. They can join in. Oh, that's so funny. Um, I know. And 
you're also a grandmother a couple times over. Please, Congratulations. Feel free to brag. Okay. <laughs> well, I have three grandchildren in total and uh, two boys and one, one little girl. And I couldn't be more thrilled. Um, it's kind of sad that my son and his wife live all the way out in San Diego, California, so I don't get what to see them. a terrible place to visit. <laughs> no, no, but it's expensive to get there. That's, the, that's the problem. And um, They were just and here. They, they? Were here, they were here in October. We the generally see them. They came to my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> they came to visit me. And, mm -hmm. and Bennett, the, the littlest grandson, actually just turned two on the 26th, and he started, I should have brought my, my phone in, he started preschool, Aww. and there were no tears or anything because Aww. he wants to do what his big brother does, which is go off to, you know, nice. preschool, so, so that's kind of fun, and my granddaughter is just a joy, and she fortunately just lives in Hooks at New Hampshire. So she's I, brand new, too. And they're right? visiting right now, right? Yeah, she's nine months, yeah, nine months Aww. old, and yeah, they're... Yeah, they're there. <laughs> if they're the whole, here on Thursday, you should bring her the over whole for, family. for um, lap set. Yeah, that would be fun. Well, mm -hmm. I might take the day off. It you should. It depends because um, she takes, she goes to daycare. Mm -hmm. But I, Jim had said, if you want to take some time off, and I said, well, maybe I'll take you know Thursday off. But her husband flies in Friday morning, um, and doing the red eye, and he might just come right up here mm -hmm. to get her. Yeah. And um, you see Leslie at Lapsit with her grandbaby. Come over. It'll be I so fun. Um, Julie and Hour. And she's um, a very happy baby. Well, bring her over. Bring her to be fun. If it's not nap time, because she has her nap time. It's 11 o'clock. Okay, that I don't know if that's nap time or not. She has a morning nap and an afternoon nap. <laughs> and good she's good ruin the schedule. She's, <laughs> she's not good if she doesn't get her naps in, but. Um, yeah. But she's pretty good at that. Well, that's good. Are you, are you ready for our speed round questions? As ready as I'll ever be. All right. My first question is, what are you reading? The Light in Hidden Places. Ooh. What's that about? It's a story of uh, a true story about the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. um, a, a woman who actually protected um, 13 Jews in her um, attic. Uh -huh. And... Um, she went through, I mean, she was the hero, and you can look her up online. True and story. It, it is a true story. and um, Is it an older title? The Light I, and Hidden Places. The Light and Hidden I'll Places. I'll put it in the show notes. And it's just, and it's a very, it's a very easy read. Um, it's in Poland, and she starts out, she, you know, she's living with her mother, and but her sisters have a job in the city, and... And then she wants to go stay with them, and she does, and she gets a job with this woman who has a shop. And it's shortly thereafter the Germans invade, and everything goes to hell in a handbasket. Mm -hmm. And it's just her nature that she she can't help. I mean, she she it's a long it's it's kind of a long story, but she just can't. She has to help these people, and one is the the one is the brother. Of, of the one she the, the 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 woman she worked for, she fell in love with one of her three sons, and the son she fell in love with died when he was interned in the prison camp. Mm. The other the the other two sons were still alive, and this one son Max came to her and said, "I need you to help me and these other people and hide us." And people were getting killed all over the place for doing for doing just that. Mm -hmm. But she did it, 
and she did it when she had Germans that came in and took over her house. These two nurses came in, and first they came in, so we're taking your whole house. And then they decided, no, they only needed one room. But uh -huh. this Max had built. And meanwhile, did she have these people hidden in, in the, the attic? Oh. <clears throat> You imagine? Yes, and right. and 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 she, and then they ended up getting married. In the end, it all turns. It's it's a happy ending, and um, but she's so a she, light read. A light, no, but, <laughs> a light no, read. She's done. She's done interviews, and her and to her sister Helen, she went back to her home after this whole craziness happened, and her little sister had been left there. Her mother was taken off to a labor camp, mm. so she took her sister with her. The sister had been going to this neighbor's. It's just. It's just incredible when you once you pick it up, you really can't mm -hmm. put it down. That's a very good recommendation. Yes. Thank well, you. Well, I might have to read that. <laughs> oh, all right. This is a lighter note. Okay. Bonnie wrote this question. Disclaimer: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who is your favorite neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's love my neighbor. My favorite neighbor is a bottle of wine. No. <laughs> There is, a, there is a bottle of wine called my favorite neighbor. I actually happen to have one. Oh, that's so yes, funny. Yes, I do, but anyway. You have some very good neighbors. It could be past your I do. I do. I, I No, I do. I do. I mean, I've, I've been, of all the things, I've been very blessed because I didn't always have the ideal neighbors in some situations. Uh -huh. And um, so it's very nice to be surrounded by people that you like that you well main street is a neighborhood too yeah, even though it's like one drag feels like a great neighbor great neighborhood yes yeah. all right that was very diplomatic so all right do you have a secret talent um i think it'd be probably multitasking in the kitchen being able to make a you know a grilled cheese sandwich and you know this and that and the Short other thing. Short order cook. Yeah, yeah. been yeah. doing that for for a long time. Well, you were um, cooking up a storm even when you had no kitchen. Yes, I'm. <laughs> so that's I figured really that's a very good talent. Yeah, I learned how to grill a pizza. I'd never grilled a pizza Ooh. in my life, but it's like I'm gonna hmm. figure this out, and it's actually very easy, and it's actually very good. Yeah. Well, and you kept um, a really good attitude during that whole time, too, I must say. It was amazing. I thought it was going to be quick. <laughs> I thought it was going to be quicker. Quick. All right, my last question is, flowers or chocolate for Valentine's Day? Flowers. Excellent. Oh. Excellent. You're a Thank you for stopping oh, yeah. into the podcast today. Those roses are for you. Um, if you had said chocolate, well, we would have handed you some Hershey Kisses. Well, I do have a copy of that book, too, if you'd like me to drop it off. I would uh, like to see that Because book. it's really, and, and you can, she's actually done it live interviews on, um, you know, on the internet. Mm -hmm. And her sister, Helen, too, but her Helen speaks in Polish. Oh, I, I think the morning book discussion group would love to hear about but, this book. Um, so but there's a translator that translate what she's saying, and she said, "I just oh. want to see the end of evil. I want to see. Oh, I want to right. see good win out over win. evil. Love wins. Love wins. It does win. It's the theme. It's so, the theme. All right, good. you have to go back to work. Here we go. And I'm going to pause this. We're going to continue <laughs> when you walk out the door because we're okay. going to well, thank all our you. friends who came yeah. in for coffee today. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Wow, these are mine. Thanks. Okay, we're back. We just let Leslie um, go back to the post office. 
and we spent a couple minutes talking to our favorite patrons. Uh, Lou Springer, the chair of the cemetery trustees, was here with Annette and Tony and Merlika and, and, and Earl. And their little dog. <laughs> and Earl Rich is here picking up our garbage. So this is just like a regular day at the library. Um, it was yep. very funny. I think we should always have a live audience. I thought that was they super have, fun. They was fun. I had already turned off the recorder, but they clapped when Lois. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they were very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I thought about bringing the recorder to town meeting to kind of capture that oh. energy, but um, then we might have to edit a lot out. But <laughs> ah, right, <laughs> right, that's a busy, busy evening. So, it is. all right, I'm going to go back to the beginning of the podcast. Okay, okay, um, where we kind of share news. Um, the town crier. Oh, bye Thank bye you, Earl. sir. Thank have fun you. at Take the dump. Stay warm. And I, be I hope good. you find something good there. <laughs> um, so, in the, I know you'll find something. I promise. <laughs> At transfer station. Sorry, it's not the dump. Right, right. How rude. The Mont Vernon Mall. The Mont Vernon Mall. The Mont Vernon <laughs> yeah. Mall. <laughs> yes, there's always something good. I hope you find something good there, that's for sure. All right, so I was going to open with town news. Um, well, I'll talk about our news is that I did the statistics for 2022 we do? really, mm. really well. Yeah. I was nervous this year because I have COVID um, PTSD, how the numbers were oh, like not real mm -hmm. because we were closed so much. But surprisingly, um, the statistics show that we're almost right back up to pre-COVID numbers at the door. Okay. So uh, That's good. our number of visits, 13,902. And we were normally in the 14,000, so mm -hmm. really, really close. Yeah. And um, that's every person who walks in the door. We slash, mm -hmm. and maybe you know this about me. I'm terrible at slashing I'm people. I'm not very in. good oh. at counting. Yeah, because I'm too social, and I start talking, <laughs> yep. and then I'm like, oh, I should have slashed. How many people have been in? But um, Amy, you're great at it. I try to be good. Melody's really good I got everybody at it. that just came in now. So. Yeah. Oh, so, very good. Yeah, how'd you do that? <laughs> okay, another number that was really interesting is that our checkouts, 14,399. Sounds like a big number, right? Mm -hmm. That's the number of materials we checked out. But interesting, 4,435 of those were downloads. Mm. So that means the person never came in the door. They mm -hmm. used their library card to borrow on Libby, sorry, Overdrive, Libby, wow. and Hoopla, mm -hmm. which is so mm -hmm. exciting because pre-COVID, Barely, I'm not going to say barely anybody, but a low majority, you, you know. It wasn't as common. It wasn't yeah. common. People didn't want to learn how to do it. It was kind of fussy. And then when COVID came, we got the grant, we added digital streaming, and now a, a good chunk of the people mm -hmm. are using it. So we still were in the 9,000s for checkout materials in-house because obviously we know the story time lapse that kids, like they're starting to walk out with bigger piles of mm -hmm. books and Nobody wants to download seven picture books. No, Boring. that's not fun. Don't look at a book nope. that way. Don't nope. do that. That's awful. And I was a little nervous because our DVD collection and our audio book collection, it's just so much easier to stream those materials. Mm -hmm. So I did see a dramatic drop in the usage of those, like the borrows at the desk. But of course, we see a huge increase in right. the platforms that um, the e-content that we're offering. So that was an interesting number and a trend that I think is going to continue. So there's still the people who really want the physical books. Also, the children need those physical books, but we're offering the best of both. So yep. that was an interesting statistic. Amy, you killed it with interlibrary loans. <laughs> it said we we lent 512 items to the libraries outside our system. So right. people who want to borrow books from our tiny collection. Right. That's the most that I've ever sent out in all the years that I've been doing. It's a record. Yep. Awesome. And then we brought in 1,006 books, which I have to believe. Thanks to Joanne's book clubs. Book clubs. Book You're clubs. Welcome. Book clubs. So that's <laughs> your yeah. statistic. 
And then another brag, um, 205 programs out of this building. Like what? 205? That's a lot of programs. It's a huge, if you think there's 365 days mm-hmm. in a year and 205, mm. we potentially put a program out. And uh, the number of attendees, can you believe we know this number? 3,749 attendees came to those 205 programs. So that's, that's awesome. a lot of people. That's a lot you of people. You know what would be a really interesting statistic would be to go back and look at that and break out how many of those programs happened physically inside the building and how many of them were actually in the backyard. So many more in the backyard. Oh, yeah. Don't you think? Well, I mean, a lot happened in the backyard. Yeah. A lot happened in this little place. It's true. Book clubs, yeah. The book clubs. and So Monday, Monday there was a meeting of the library building committee in the morning from mm-hmm. like 8 to noon. And then you were over doing a program over at the village school. Mm-hmm. And then I was setting up for cookbook club that night. And I thought, that's just one day. Right. And, and we weren't and even you open. Were, and then we right. weren't you even set open. Up right. For coffee and books. The oh, next yeah. Morning, coffee and books too. the next morning. Yep. Yeah. That was a busy, so, busy day. day. Um, I think we've added so many things in as like, you know, programs that we're, we just take for granted now. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're doing coffee True. and books. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, of course we're going to kindergarten. Of course we're doing the podcast. Well, you know? and, and there are so many things happening in the library. So I go to kindergarten every Monday, but I had to make sure that I did not need to come in this building before yeah. or after. Mm-hmm. I told the cleaning lady, I'm like, do not come between 8 and 12. <laughs> yeah, because it, this was like yeah. a busy, important meeting yeah. was happening. Right. So, I mean, it's such, there's so, so much juggling that goes on to make it work behind the scenes to make it to make it work and um yeah monday as a someone said oh i thought you were closed on monday and i'm like oh well we are but we're kind of like open for a meeting space and we're also open like i have to have cookbook club when we're closed right because we take over the whole space so anyways so those are amazing statistics Mm -hmm. thank you it was Mm -hmm. a stellar year thank you um and it just feels like a comeback you know from covid like we're just right back up and and I didn't know that was going to happen. I just was like, oh, people are going to break up with us and find different well, right. ways. You don't know what you don't know what is going to happen. Right. Yeah. So it seems like the future is bright. Mm-hmm. And then uh, moving on, uh, speaking of those programs of the 205 offered, the Friends of the Library, uh, I have to, as part of giving the statistics, talk about the support of the Friends. They supported the library this year at $5,000 worth of programs, extras, mm-hmm. events, so awesome. So we had a meeting here Sunday night when we were closed. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. They rescheduled a meeting for the snow and we went over the, their year-end report and mm-hmm. um, $5,000, that's membership dollars that they turn right around and give it back to us for awesome programming. So if you're not a friend of the library, this is the perfect time to join. January, you get the whole year membership mm-hmm. and in about, I don't know, two or three days, they're going to be looking for bakers for the election day bake sale, right. which they sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a gift to the town. Go vote and then get a cookie on the way out yep. the door. Uh, we like to be there to meet and greet the voters. So mm-hmm. if you're you'll a friend see, of the you'll library. You'll see our president, Meg Baker. Yeah. She'll be there the She'll whole there. time. The whole day. Right. And any dollar that's raised that day. leader. I know. It's great. And you think like, oh, a cupcake and a cup of coffee. What's mm-hmm. that? But last time it added up to $1,200. And, and that goes right back into our programming. Programs. Mm-hmm. So excited. So friends of the library, if you're not a friend, join. Or if you are a friend, renew. It's time to renew. It's super easy. I Venmoed mine right at the table <laughs> with the treasurer across from me. Um, our love thy neighbor is also beautiful chalkboard in the front of the library thank you you. we have a display space right when you come in the door and we've taken all the books and everything out of there because we're going to display something special this month the girl scouts at the same time a girl scout troop reached out to me a daisy troop reached out to me 
asking if they could collect. We often collect things here at the mm -hmm. front door because we, we're open a lot of hours. We're centrally located and we love it. And uh, we have a new, unique kind of platform where we can help them, you know, put the word out. So the Girl Scouts troop in town wanted to collect. They're the soap, right? Hygiene the, projects. The the little little ones are the soup. And right. The so the daisies are collecting soup, cans of soup, mm -hmm. and they're going to give that to share. Yep. And then the Girl Scout troops are collecting hygiene products like toothpaste, soap, shampoos, mm -hmm. and they're giving that to share also. Share the beneficial. Um, no, no, no. I can look at the. I'll look at the poster. Let's take a look at that. Um, but if you're listening and you're out and about and you're hitting CVS for your own toothbrush and toothpaste, mm -hmm. grab an extra bar of soap. Right. Um, they said travel sizes as well. Eat better, right? Full size or travel size. Yep. Full size Both. or travel oh. size. Shares, share and families in transition. Okay, perfect. Okay. And so yeah, Michelle DiMartino, the Girl Scout troop leader, was saying that that yes, full size and travel size. Um, are perfect. Who doesn't have those laying around? That's easy, right? Mm -hmm. Go to that travel size section of any pharmacy. And mm -hmm. so we're helping our neighbor, mm -hmm. right? Um, share. We don't have anything in town that helps distribute um, those items. So right. if we collect them all up here, anyone from up here can go down to share in mm -hmm. need and get their soup and shampoo. So um, we're kind of helping our community in that way. So that's going to go the whole month of February. Yep. Um, the soup drive goes just to the 14th because yes. they're going to wrap it up for Valentine's Day and have a tea party I can't here. wait. That's I can't wait fun. either. It's going to be so cute. 14 little young yeah, ladies. Yeah, I mean, we hate holidays. Lovely. We hate fun. Huh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, it's going to be wonderful. Michelle, the troop leader, was here this morning. We talked a little bit about what they'll be doing. Yay. And um, I just really am impressed by uh, the troop leaders in mm -hmm. our town. And they revived scouting oh, yeah. in our yeah. town. And they're just, uh, you know, great examples for our, our young women. Mm -hmm. in town. Exactly. That's very true. Mm -hmm. uh, future leaders of the world. Speaking yeah. of future leaders, yes. uh, it's time to file for office if you are running oh. for an elected position in town. If you weren't the librarian, what would you run for? What would I run for? Mm. What would I run for? I don't know. Would you want to be trustee of the trust funds? Are you good with money? No. No, no you, that's not for me. Um, cemetery trustee, could you? You live across from the cemetery. I do like that would cemetery be a good thing. An awful lot. You're right there. Mm -hmm. Maybe I would do that if I needed to. What about you? Well, I'm ambitious for the higher things. So, I like, know. future select woman. You would be a great select woman. Um, do you know a fun fact is you can be the library director and yeah. be a selectman? There oh, was a no. case, and I don't have it right at the tip of my tongue, but a librarian ran because I'm actually not an employee of the town, I'm an employee of the library trustees oh. so like if you're the police chief you can't be the selectman mm -hmm. if you're the dpw director you can't be a selectman but if you are the library director you can be the selectman well there's still time <laughs> to file um heaven till the third it's true <laughs> thinking about it. just thinking about it i'm not gonna do it <laughs> all right amy what are you running for um okay well you're hearing it here first oh. i am filing to be the school clerk oh i said it last week when um autumn gardino who's the current uh, Mont Vernon School District clerk. Yeah, mm -hmm. she came in last week, and we had a whole we had a whole conversation about it. And I said, I act, you, I think you thought I was joking, but I thought you were joking. I was not joking. I really was seriously thinking about it. And Autumn and I have had a couple conversations back and forth about it. 
and I'm going to do it. So. <gasps> Congratulations. She's I'm voting for you. Oh, I'm thank you. voting for have you. you. Have I'm going to file tomorrow. I haven't filed yet because I was Dra- out of town We're dropping the tea. So, yeah. Good. You heard it. Congratulations. Oh, first. So, um, I am sad to see people who are good at their position stepping down. Right. Either they've done it for so long or they have mm-hmm. other interests. So I know Autumn was hoping for another position as something else. So she's got to step down as yeah. one thing. She can't yeah. do both. And then Pete King, yeah. Yeah. done with school moderator. And um, I have a good nomination, Tom Driscoll, um, <laughs> someone who is a former Ooh, I could see that. chair yes. of the school board, would be awesome at moderator because mm-hmm. they obviously be have sat through millions of meetings with a moderator. Right. So I say Tom Driscoll for Tom Moderator. Okay. And, here, here. Um, can we write him in? I'm going to write him in. (laughs) Fun fact, you can write anybody in for any position. And if they get enough votes, they're that thing. So so you only have till February 3rd to file. And um, here's another strategy. If you like are not telling anyone that you're leaving and then they don't know that you're leaving, they won't file. Oh, that's I know. bad form. I hope no mm, one does something like that. I hope that. they don't either. Look, but it's a good way to get someone just like sneak in at the last minute. So that's sit too, in the parking lot at the town club Friday. Right? Friday. I, would hope, I would hope people wouldn't. Friday do that. at that's five sneaky. o'clock. <laughs> See me running in there to file for something. All right, and then also public hearings on Monday. And again, like I was saying, the, the temperature is hot this year because mm-hmm. um, if the library moves forward on the warrant article, you're going to hear about that at public hearing on Monday right night. Now. And mm-hmm. I am not lying when I say I don't know if they're moving forward. Right. We are coming into the to the last minute on this with the best bids we can for the library project and the highest fundraising. So like, you know, come Saturday night, it's a it's it's the last call for warrant articles submitted Monday morning. And I know that the library trustees are working hard to get that number as low as possible. So mm-hmm. if you're at public hearing on Monday night, you're going to hear it there first, I along with that. any yes, other too. warrant articles that are being submitted. Those will they be... They have to be done by yep, that time. They'll make it Monday night. Is there any other... Um, any time that something comes in late and they get to squeak in afterwards? No, you can't squeak in because okay. it has to be done at a public meeting. Public hearing. So public right. hearing is where you hear yep. about everything. And of course, there's all the rules about things you can do on town meeting floor. But like, if you're a legit warrant article and you want to get in the book, right. and mm-hmm. then you've got to get that to to Joan or Belinda and um, to make it real. Mm-hmm. And then it's in the town report, and everybody knows. So mm-hmm. um, it's an exciting time every year, February to March. And so we'll see how that goes. It's and then important work. It's important work. And I did want to have the chair of the budget committee visit us for a conversation. So I might have him come in March, John mm-hmm. Rico. He chairs the budget committee, and uh, they have to review every single department, committee. Mm-hmm. Anybody who gets a, a tax dollar has to be spoken to about how they're spending that money and their proposed budgets. This year it was a little different. Um, they had a bigger budget committee, and I actually sat at a, like a round table instead of the line of fire where it's like you know five people who mm-hmm. are kind of like all staring at you. So it was good. And um, we'll see how deliberative session goes for the school, but that, that's the time we're in right now. February is all about going to those public meetings to be informed. Hello there. <laughs> oh, the model hands are here. The model hands are here. We're having a podcast. Lovely. Feel free to finish that puzzle for us. And have some coffee and cookies. Uh, Cindy from the, the chair of the library trustees uh, gave us a beautiful puzzle that is the image of the new library. And so we're giving ourselves, you know, the time we need to get a thousand piece puzzle done it's always here at the library drop in help us complete the puzzle um i think it could be done in a week if we just had a, if we just put our mind to it it's just put we our could mind do it to it 
So, Starbucks is a good organizer here. Oh, yes. I'm glad you noticed. Starbucks are good. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. you know what? I There's think, more um, in the box. Yes. Who did that? Don't be discouraged with week. the number in the box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, know. I know. Yeah. We'll spread it out it's later. Okay. I think Charlie Baker came in last week and put all those green down there. He, He's good at posting. He's very diligent. me a little bit. Yeah. 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 How? Yeah. He says. No, oh, Rob, no, 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 the governor didn't come visit. <laughs> he could, though. I would, I would welcome him yeah, if he wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're rounding out with our last segment, which is always usually not our last segment, but Amy's book recommendations. Sure. What are we yes. supposed to be reading? Okay, so um, first I want to talk about books that I have read that I really liked. So um, Celeste Ng's new book, Our Missing Hearts, that came out just a few months ago. So she wrote Everything I Never Told You and Little Fires Everywhere. So this oh. is her this is her latest book, and it's really, really good. My little TikToker that I follow who does this for a living, mm-hmm. which you could totally do her job. All right. Um, she gave it number two on her list. So I just saw her last night, oh. and she was like, it, sh- it could be number one, but I'm going to say it's number two. And number I said, two? that's what Amy said. That's yep, Amy I, said. I, I already know it'll be among my favorite books of the year, and I read it in January, but I just know it was, it was that good. And she so. said it didn't get enough hype. So we're hyping I it right agree. now. I agree. Yeah, I think I think it didn't. It kind of just flew in under the radar. So it was really really good. And then the two other books that I wanted to mention, they were they're both they're not related, but they're both books that I read and I thought they were going to be very kind of light, fun reads, and they ended up having a little more meat to them, and that it was good, um, but a surprise. So the first one is called Her Majesty's Royal Coven by Juno mm-hmm. Dawson, and I mentioned this on the podcast, I think maybe I last summer, Ooh, yeah. as a book that was coming up, and it's the first book in a series. The second book is actually called The Shadow Cabinet. It's coming out in May of this year. Okay, so we got to get the first one. <clears throat> yep, Her we'll Majesty's Royal Coven. One. So it's um, it's witchy, you know, there's there's witches, it's, it's, it's England, uh, present day England, but it's as though magic were real. Oh, that sounds terrible. And, um, <laughs> the the it's Her Majesty. You know, literally, it was for Queen. Well, it would have been still Queen Elizabeth at that time because that she was still alive when the book was written. Um, so there's a whole sort of department um, in the British government, and it's Her Majesty's Royal Coven. And, nice. Um, the story. I thought it was just going to kind of be a fun, um, you know, sort of girl power romp. Um, but it really kind of delved into some deeper issues about um, what it what it means what it means to be um, transgender, and there's um, some other just some other serious issues that I wasn't expecting from a book that seemed like it was just going to be kind of a fun read. So, and I really really enjoyed it. It left on a great cliffhanger. I'm ready for the next book that comes out, like I said in May. All right, you heard it here first. See, yep. And then the, it's, it was it was really good. Uh, then the other book is Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabriel. That was her number Seven. one. That was her number yeah. one. Yeah. So she, I guess, yeah. She you follow her? No, I don't. Oh, I don't really do TikTok. Oh, that's right. She's, but she's fashion and books, but like okay. not the fashion you think of. So like she basically puts like J Crew sundresses on that you yep. totally wear, and then she reviews books from. She's my sister from another yes. sister, and she loves <laughs> she loves the sun. And mm. boats. Her boats. parents okay. live on a boat. So this oh my all right. God. You gotta reach out to me. She should. She's your twin. So little sister. Yeah. Um tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. So again, like and and for reference, Gabriel Zevin wrote The Storied Life of AJ Fickery, which came out I don't know, gosh, Long time maybe ago. almost 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you haven't read that, definitely read that too, because that's also a great book. 
But again, it was a book like I thought it was just going to be kind of like the a fun sort of light like, kind of like love story between these two people who are like video game designers. Like it seemed like it was just going to be total fluff. And there's so much more in this book. That's oh my gosh, I tore through it. It's a big it's on book. The shelf right now, everybody. It's a big book, and I tore through it in a weekend. Mm. You know, and it was. It deals with gun violence. It deals with um, people who. Uh, one of the characters is. Um, eventually becomes an amputee so he's dealing with a missing limb and that there's you know um, self-confidence about self-image and that there's it is a love story as well but the, there's all these other pieces in it that i just wasn't expecting it to be mm-hmm. in there so it was great love that so those are those books <clears throat> books that are coming out that i'm looking forward to reading um one well it it, it came out just this past week I just heard about this. It's called The Minuscule Mansion of Myra Malone. And I had mentioned we this to this. Joanne last week. It's uh, The author's name is Audrey Burgess. It just came out January 24th. Um, it's the, the main character is sort of this reclusive kind of woman. And she has a dollhouse that she decorates all the rooms. And people kind of follow her on social media and what's she doing next. And this the other character... Um, someone sends him a link to like a blog post of hers or something and he realizes oh my god that's my bedroom that she's created and so spooky. then yeah it's kind of spooky so then it's the story of how the, the, the how their lives intersect and what the deal is and it it just it sounds so good and I of course immediately thought of Joanne because of the dollhouse that we have here at the holidays so I think that Don't would be, be decorating a room like my room <laughs> <laughs> I've never even been in your room so I, it's a secret I think that would be a great fit for our library mm-hmm. uh, and then another book that just came out today uh, Jane Harper's latest book which is called Exiles I think I had it on pre-order so I'm hoping okay. it's at the post office so now she's written I think four other books so far and this is she's bringing back the character of Aaron Falk now he was the detective that she introduced in her first book The Dry and he was also in Force of Nature and then she wrote two other standalone books that had nothing to do he wasn't in the books it had completely separate standalone so stories were missing him. so people were missing him and I'm really glad that she brought him back because I've read her other books and I really liked Aaron Falk so I'm glad that she read so much brought him back as a character um, well for you know to prep for the podcast I go back and I you know I look look stuff up again to remind myself um, but yeah that's so I sound really smart, but it's just because I've done my research. because <laughs> she's really smart. Yeah, well, yeah. Little, little of both, maybe. Uh, and then you get paid for that prep work? No. Okay. <laughs> I did it last Friday right here mm-hmm. at the library. Um, okay, so upcoming books that are noteworthy. So these are books that aren't published yet, but that I'm looking forward to reading. Catherine May, who wrote Wintering, that came out two years ago. She's got a new book coming out on February 28th called Enchantment. I kind of oh. loved Wintering. It came yeah. out right at a good time. Yep, yep. And so it's Enchantment. Did you read it? Awakening Wonder. I'm going to pull it out. Mm, it's very good. Um, Enchantment, Awakening Wonder in an Anxious Age. Perfect. So again, feels like I, I've, I've heard a lot of people lately talking about, um, you know, coming out of COVID, about how people have, there's this weird anxiety. They, they, they just can't, they just can't, like, why can't life be like it was in 2019? Mm-hmm. And they just don't feel like they're living their best life, but they just can't put their finger on why or how or do you remember um, how you were supposed to like let yourself go into a dormant yes and rest Mm -hmm. and let it be calm and wintering was about that yes 
like it's the season of winter in your life. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to be sprouting. And, yeah. I read it right after my, my hand surgery mm-hmm. on my right hand back in January of 2021. It was perfect timing perfect for me timing. because that's exactly what I was doing. So I feel well, like I'm this will be re- very relevant. Yeah. Um, I think that'll be great. Another book, um, a debut novel, it's called Home Bodies by Tembe Denton Hurst. And that's coming out May 2nd. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember. I This is the one. It's... There's a woman who's working. Um, she's a black black woman. I, I I think this would be perfect for your Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. book club. Um, she's she's working in media and she's just kind of not getting any traction. And she gets really fed up and she sort of writes this manifesto, writes a letter, just kind of like airing all her grievances. But it doesn't gain any traction. And so she's like, Ugh, I give up. Moves back to her hometown, and it almost sounds like it's going to start going to like a Lifetime or Hallmark movie sort of thing. And you she know, she's a lumberjack. She's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's not. But it's not. Right, right. But it's not. It's not that kind of book. So it's you know, she's she's reconnecting with people in her hometown, and then there's some sort of a scandal. Something happens, and her letter resurfaces, and then all of a sudden she's like quickly thrust into the, into the spotlight and becomes the it girl. And then she's kind of like, whoa, is this actually really what I wanted? Mm-hmm. So it sounds like sounds like an amazing book. Um, I immediately thought of the Black Books Matter book club. Yes. Um, so I think that one will be one to look forward to. The other book that I'm really looking forward to reading, it's called The Whispers by Ashley Audrain. That comes out June 6th. She wrote The Push, which came out in January of 2021. I don't and remember that. that. I don't think we have it here. I listened to the audio. Super creepy. It's kind of a thr- not Not like, I shouldn't say creepy. Um, it's a thriller. It's suspense. It's not like ghosts or ghouls or anything like that. But there's there's a child. The main character is a mother. She's got children. One of the children is like maybe badly behaved in like a bad seed, bad seed kind of way. And so there's this thing that happened. And she's she spends sort of the whole book second guessing herself. And like she's trying to move on with her life. And all these other these things are happening. And um, and this this is the push that I'm still talking about now, um, and then at the end it's like ah there's this I don't want to say it's like a twist but then you 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 hear this one thing and you're like oh my god so yeah. so that was the push so this that was her I'm pretty sure that was her first novel so the whispers is her new book I didn't even look up what it was about but just because it's by her. Um, I think I definitely want to read it. There's a lot of authors like that. It's mm-hmm. like you'll read anything they yeah write. yeah and yeah. Did you? Are you at your end? Um, two more books. I okay, want to talk keep about. going because I'm yep. going to ask you a okay. question about Ellen Hildebrand. Oh, okay. Yes. So the next book, um, I just heard about this. Right. Catherine McGee, who wrote the American Royals series. Yes. They just announced the fourth book. Yay! It's coming out August 29th, and it's called Rain. Ooh, end of September? Rain. Yes. Oh, so I think her other books have come out like in September. Okay. So this is actually maybe early. Audience. Yes, it's you think YA. You want to get them in the summer while they're not. That's true. But back to school, maybe. Back to school, their first maybe. Read. Right. right, right. So that's when August When do the 29th? Brits go back to school? Because it's British-based, isn't it? Well, but it's set in America. It's right. as though America were a monarchy. Yeah, and it picks, up, it picks up right where the last book left off awesome. so that's that one will be what really if good she wrote it all together and just chopped it up into books i don't think so i've been following her on social media on instagram for a while and you know she's she showed pictures of her you know yeah, like about writing and um she had a baby somewhere in there too so um yes that's i think that one i've would always be fantastic. thought a young adult book club that isn't really young adults bye, bye. thanks for stopping in um 
Because, like, you read young adult. Oh, yeah. You're not a young adult. No. It'd be kind of an interesting book club. Mm -hmm. It would Um, be fun. My book club, Black Books Matters, looks at all young adult content also. Mm -hmm. Because there's versions of, like, the the hate you give. Yes. Ended up on the list. That was YA. Yeah. And, um there's versions that of books that go down to young adult right so it's like oh easier to digest exactly some of those anyways keep going yeah okay so then the last book i want to mention um it's not an upcoming book it was actually published several years ago but this is kind of like a little personal aside for me so for the month of february um when you were talking about you know loving your neighbor and all that i've decided um that in in february every day of February, I'm going to have a different post on social media about being kind. I noticed um, a lean into that in January in your yes, your post because I've been doing I've been kind of personally just just doing a little bit of research, and so I've I'm almost finished. Do you know that kind people live longer. I did. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and readers, so she's got yes. Live forever. I'm gonna live forever. <laughs> um, so I I I'm almost finished I mean, reading this book um, called A Year of Living Kindly, mm-hmm. and I have to give credit to one of our patrons. Um, and I'm going to say her last name wrong, and I feel terrible that I didn't look up ahead of time. Kathy, Kathy, it's either Etlinger or Edinger. Oh and yeah, I feel terrible I that I can never remember. Um, but yes, she's she's the sweetest woman. Um, she's always very friendly and very kind when she comes in. So and nice. she had checked this book out maybe a year ago. I had never heard of it before. We own it? Um, we do not. It was oh. I requested it for her through Interlibrary Loan. Okay. And that was how I heard about it. And I sort of put it on my back of my to-be-read list. Mm-hmm. And I decided at the beginning of this year, this is the time. I need to read this book now. And do you I'm, read it page by page? Well, so the, so the Donna Cameron, Donna Cameron who, who wrote the book, um, she did it as a blog initially to, as a way to challenge herself to try to find ways to be more kind in her own life. And so she wrote it. Um, it's fif- there's 52 chapters. So you could read uh, one a week. You could read one a week and do it one a week. She said you could you could just pick it up and read any chapter you wanted. You could or are you there could like read prompts it. like activities? Like yeah, at the at the end of every chapter, there's you know there there's either questions you know for for personal thought and introspection, or there's ideas on you know um, when you're out um, driving around. You mm-hmm. know, think about how you're reacting to the other people that are driving on the road with you. You know, so there, there's a lot of it's it's a great book. So. I, I would like to challenge other people to read this book Interesting. as Let's well. Interesting. Let's get it. Um, a, year, a Year of Living Kindly by Donna Cameron. And her blog, uh, she has a blog, and it's still active. Um, it's the same name, A Year of Living Kindly. Awesome. So, yep. Those are my books. Um, excellent recommendations. I will put all of those into the show notes. Someone came in and told us that they try and write while you're talking. Oh. And I said, oh, we put them in the show notes. Oh, good. So, yep, um, it's all there. Make sure they're it's all, all there. And then you can go back and resource. This is actually our 29th episode. Wow. And when I did the, I don't usually do the statistics on the podcast because like the point isn't to have like the most listeners or like we're, sure. we're right. not monetized. We don't no. have sponsors. Right. But I was curious to see last year our highest um, view, not views, listens. Yes, uh, was the November episode, which it was PTA came over. Rebecca had yes, Rebecca had Yeah, so I thought for sure it was going to be um, our police chief because yeah. he shared it, right? So I thought, oh, it'll go a little more viral because yeah, he yeah. shared it on his platform. More people heard about it. Yeah, to no, listen. it was the yeah. November episode, and we huh. had two hundred go PTA two hundred ninety eight people listening wow. to the podcast. I was like, oh. That's awesome. So now I'm going to pay attention to the statistics this year. And okay. See, um, of course, when we, we 
do become sponsored, <laughs> go by right. or, or Barstool Sports or who else is the number one? Call or Daddy. We're the same, right? Sure. But anyways, um, I think we're going to do another podcast in two weeks. I kind of want to capture... Uh, if the library does go forward with a warrant article, oh, sure. I did want to get we John Rico from the budget committee to come and chat with us about mm-hmm. his, that's a pretty big uh, job and I think it's right. interesting and who and was And he's that? done that for so long. So long. And he's like a renaissance man. So not only is he the budget committee chair, like he and I take care of the garden and the um, gazebo. Oh, and the gazebo. Yeah. Yep. We have a lot to talk to him about because he's also our neighbor. He lives on the other side that's of true. the he library. Does. So yeah. I would love to chat with him yep. about his home and um, mm-hmm his life here in Mount Vernon. So uh, I think we will step it up and we'll do two Good. this month. So yeah. we'll be back in a couple of weeks and hopefully we'll have all the news to share about the new library project, Very whether good. it's moving forward or not. It's exciting. And believe me, I don't know. I'm not lying. I yeah. don't know if it's moving forward this year know. or next year. So it's exciting. So enjoy um, uh, the month of February. I hope there's love in your lives and flowers mm-hmm. and chocolate. You don't have to pick. You can get both. <laughs> I think, I think we Miley can. Cyrus says, go buy your own flowers. <laughs> oh, she does. Doesn't she? Right. She's what never a funny podcast today. I, mm-hmm. So many people came in and we love that. So, and they came um, in and they were just yeah. like not holding it. And the cookies are, <laughs> yeah, we're losing the cookies one by one. Thank you, Coffee. Claire. Thank Those you, are good Claire. cookies. Thank you, Claire. So, all right. Have love in your heart. Be kind. Yep. And love your neighbor. Whoever your neighbor is. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.